0: Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Baer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. This episode, I'm with my good mate Jonathan Brake. Uh, we met in Australia, became fast friends, and today we both live in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and we're coming off of a hike, a beautiful hike of Glassy Mountain, took yeah. our dogs up there, and I actually wanted to record this podcast uh, with them, <laughs> and they were they were panting so heavily we beside couldn't us, hear you couldn't hear ourselves sing. <laughs> so we're now in the parking lot, chilling out. And there's some things that Jono and I have talked about for years, since we first met um, in 2011 and a, c- a couple of phrases not really phrases con- concepts you use I-, I want to see if you would unpack them for us a bit sure, the, f- the first is you use the term pastor in the marketplace correct because we're both all about what God's doing not just inside the four walls of a building on Sunday but really in life in general mm-hmm. um, and the second is you talk about it a disciple making business yes and so I wonder if you just take take a few
1: minutes and talk about this this pastor in the marketplace concept, because you describe yeah.
0: yourself that way.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, so I always said, you know, like, um, instead of going to seminary, I went to coaching school <laughs> and learned to become a pastor, <laughs> um, which is actually the truth. You know, I was, I was at a crossroads. You were actually part of that journey at the time. I was coming out of just full-time being in the marketing world. They were the businesses that I kind of owned and bought and sold and Grew and crashed, you know all the all the fun stuff when you run a business, and um, and so I was at I was at that point where yeah the, the, the call of God for me was to be there for people who run business, not just the business itself, right? So there's a lot of guys in our world. It's like it's all about the business, it's all about you know the, the tactics and the strategies, and, and that's all good, and I and I need to know that and understand that and be a part of that, but it was way more about the people first. So, in in uh, in the spirit of obedience, I went straight after a marketing company and uh, and become a marketing strategist. And it took a it took an interesting guy, a, a guy who's a bit of a has an interesting voice into the spiritual climate in Australia. And he said, "What was the call of God?" And I said, "You know, to be there for people who run business, not just the business itself." And he said, "So, what have you done since then?" And I said, "Well, I've been helping people grow the business in the hope one day." I can then pastor and lead these people and connect. We do that all the time, right? I'm going to run a successful business so I can connect, so I can be more of Jesus to them. Yeah. And, and there's a wisdom in that, don't get me wrong, but it was like, and he just stopped and looked at me, and I, like, I hadn't even got those words out of my you, mouth. You knew you were both, And I knew that they were wrong, right? <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, they're kind of a little different, aren't they? And, and he, he kind of smiled in that kind of smiling assassin's way. And uh, it was it was there and then that I knew that I, at that time time, I was sort of starting a... A Journey. G'day, how are you? Hi
0: there.
1: I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And uh, yeah. and uh, I get that a lot, right, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> I get a lot in Australia. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> Particularly when you put that thick Southern accent on, man. And so it was just one of those journeys. At the time, I was training to be a coach. You know, just, just purely, it was actually life coaching mm-hmm. rather than because I didn't figure I needed to be a, trained as a business coach or so a new business. And, um, and it was funny at that time, you know, God just kind of reignited that whole, called it to be a pastor. And he'd already shown me that the role of a pastor is to love, equip and release people to be whatever mm-hmm. Jesus has called them to be. And I add a little addendum to that, even when they don't know Jesus. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, well, the coaching journey made sense. And that kind of really launched me then into the, what I saw being more of a pastor, where I'm actually a paid coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I love equip and release people to be whatever Jesus has called them to be. So in instead of visits. being a paid pastor who occasionally coaches, you're a paid coach who pastors. Well, uh, and instead of having thirty week, thirty hours a week preparing a sermon, I spend thirty hours a week being a sermon, being a sermon. Yeah, that's a, that's a mate. I need you around more often. You can <laughs> you can describe stuff I can't describe. Well, it's 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 the vibe it's of the, the thing. It's the vibe of the thing. Of course it is. So uh, so so, let's talk about the role of pastor because that's. Sure that
0: word is gonna confuse people. You know, you, you, it, I know it's a, a bit of a
1: shocker and meant to be, pastor in the marketplace is meant to have people scratch their heads right, and say, right. what is that? It's, it's, it's one of those terms we use a lot in coaching where we call them a pattern interrupt.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So there's that and you, so you look at it, you say, okay, but everybody's mind is gonna
1: to go to the pulpit. Correct. Right? So are you paid by a ministry or a church to go out and maybe at the best, maybe go out and you're full-time ministering to business people. But is it really the source of pay that's the issue? I mean, what is is the real role of a pastor? You said a minute ago it was to equip. To me, it's to love, equip, and release people to do whatever they're called to be.
0: And so that, I would stop and say any true church pastor should be doing that. I would say any Christian right? should be doing that. Yeah, well, well that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. It's, and so uh, That's a whole other conversation. So you're not thinking of yourself as, as being like the ordained pastor who goes and works in the business world. You're simply doing those things that Correct. a pastor would do in that context. Correct. Yep. So tell me a story about a couple of folks, one or two stories about somebody that You've, you've become that pastor in the marketplace in the way that you're describing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been a, a bunch of stories. Obviously, mentioning names is, is a bit bit tough. C- Citizen but, uh, X and Citizen Citizen Z? X and random Citizen Y. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's been, uh, um, you know, actually someone that you and I both know where, you know, he, he actually took to... A little similar to the story with you where he heard me talk about pastor in the marketplace and he really took to it and he saw me as one of his probably actually saw you in the same way as well but it saw me as one of his pastors and and we had a lot of great conversations still today we you know there's that we switch between being mates to being a coach relationship to a pastoral relationship and uh and we can jump between quite easily and for him it's been very much about watching him have better maybe more mature conversations about how he understands his calling and what his role yeah, is, Yeah. at which, you which know, are not,
0: conversations he would probably never have had with his Sunday morning church building pastor.
1: It's quite it's quite possible. I mean, they're definitely out there and it's probably, he might have had it with another business guy in his church or another, yeah, someone who's, you know, like a leader that maybe runs a business, which seems to be more the, particularly in the bigger Pentecostal style churches or the bigger charismatic churches. So that was a really interesting one because that's been a six and a half year journey still, still going on with him now in an unpaid capacity. Yeah. <laughs> but I love him anyway. And even just as, as late as last week, we just had a conversation, just hearing where he's at on his journey, he's made a significant shift, hearing where he's at on his journey in terms of what Jesus is doing in him. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. So that, they're, they're good examples. Some of them, you know, um, there was one guy in particular, uh, the, the, the most common statement I would get, actually another one we know from Australia, the most common thing I would hear, I would sit down with someone. And, and this is where, again, you know, probably the difference in the pastoral journey is that, you know, you see a pastor of a church, he's intentionally there, he's maybe employed by the elders and deacons or whatever it might be, or maybe they've planted it themselves. It's a very intentional role. A lot of my roles are kind of, I've connected with someone and just become that mm-hmm. to them. And, and so the most common thing I, I would get when I'm hanging out with people is, I'm not sure why I'm telling you this, but... Now you probably heard that as well. And I think, you know, there's something about that pastoral gift that allows people to open up. That allows people Actually I love the story you told where you said that, you know, the ordained role actually became a little bit of an inhibitor to people. A, I really would say it was a
0: barrier it. rather than a bridge.
1: Yeah, to getting people to open up. Right, because you were in that role, so you had to behave like that. H- yeah. Rather than choosing to. Yeah. Which you were choosing to, because that's your heart. But
0: the perception. Right? Correct. Yeah.
1: And so, so I find that I'm in that zone a lot, and I've sit amongst like, I, I mean, I've heard stuff that I could have gone and traded on. Now it's illegal, I- but I could have. And, um, and so very often it's like, I'm not sure why I'm telling you this. And I always smile and then they just keep talking. <laughs> and, uh, and so I know they're God moments. And one of them is, is a significant business leader in Australia that you and I both know. We had a number of conversations like that one where he was being royally screwed (laughs) yeah and so i just found myself i find myself regularly in those situations where people open up i've had people in tears on the phone or in face to face just things going on in their world stuff in it's not and it's not just about their business it's their marriage as well or it's their relationship with their children and right now i'm i'm coaching a a guy uh, who runs a business up in indiana and, you know, that's been a beautiful journey with him. And it's and it's very different because he's actually quite pastoral in his approach and it's actually helping him build confidence. Mm. So they're all really different, mate. You know, it's it's not just about the soft love stuff. It's, or well, soft lovey stuff. Love's actually quite brutal. It can, can be. And uh, truth
0: surely can be. And love and truth are never far from each
1: other. Uh, correct. Yeah. So I, I I hope that kind of answered
0: the no, question No, that's No, it yeah. does. And I, it, it makes me think, and, and I'll, I'll sum up what I've heard. You tell me if I'm right or wrong and we'll sure. move to the second question. Yeah. Is that, It it comes from thinking of a pastor not as a noun, but as a function. Beautiful. An activity. Pastoring is what I do, not necessarily, quote, what I am. Yeah. And therefore, I am doing the pastoral things with people wherever I am. Right. And that's... that's Which we're all called to do. Absolutely. And that's what, to me, I think about the, the phrase, meet them where they are. Yeah, and, beautiful. And you know, no shots at pastors in this at all. Mm-mm. They have their calling as well. But I think to to be able to see, I'd love to see the pastors, the formally trained pastors,
1: being more intentional in equipping pastors for the marketplace. Well, and see, that's what I grew up with. So my pastor Brian Medway back in Australia is still to me, I think, the last guy who was a, a real equipping pastor to me. I've you know, had lots of pastors since, and even now Steve, beautiful pastoral <laughs> yep. guy. And uh, but yeah, he was the last real equipping guy, and he was the one that started the whole journey. He said you know whatever we're doing right now is not working. Let's change it. Let's let's start looking at what does it mean to build church where we are.
0: And I think that's that ties into this whole idea of business's mission because business's mission, as it expands as a movement around the world, is becoming more and more and more the um, just the, the, the getting a fresh understanding of God's view of the, of the marketplace right. of the agora of the of the business community. And all the ministry opportunities and the opportunities yeah. to honor him, yeah. whether it's overseas or next door, is kind of irrelevant yeah. in this
1: in this conversation. Yeah. So. Well, and it's interesting, you know, even just moving from the businesses missions to church in the marketplace. You know, and, and I don't want to start creating new. Terminology that we can all camp around, and you know, I'm, I'm the church in the well, market. We have to get new t shirts made. Well, we we, well, well, we'll do that anyway, just because we're you know, <laughs> Cause we're, that's what we do. I, I'm the man, and, and it's the vibe of the thing on the back, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> but but it's but it's interesting because you know, when like I'd sat down with a guy who's extremely well known and very senior in the BAM world, and I did some work with his business for a few years uh, in the country where he's based. And the first conversation, he said, oh, I'm doing all this so I can build a church and I can do a hospital and start a school, which I said, all those things are great, but you've got 400 people here in your business. Yeah. How are these guys not your church? Yeah. And, and he was trying to separate. And so it was even in the band space, there was still that secular sacred dichotomy. Oh, I, think that's the
0: ba- I think that's the thing we're battling constantly. At least our generation is battling to, to find the unity of all the things. The young people today... They don't seem to wrestle with that. To they, no. them, they're seeing everything as sort of united, and, and I, I think it's the, sort of the older
1: guys. Well, I think they I think they have frameworks that come from us, right? But they look at them and think they don't make sense. And so when you when you show alternatives, they go, "That sounds cool." Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. And it was probably my generation was very much the whole denominational thing didn't make sense yeah. anymore. And you've been to Australia. Yes, the whole yes. breakdown of the denominational totally thing. Seen it. Denomination seen Denominations still exist right but people don't care it doesn't mean what it used to mean so. no no so let's jump to the second question so again because
0: I, I want part of what I hope to accomplish through this podcast is for really for people just to hear and, and then interact with the ideas of you know there, there there's no Monday Sunday divide correct pastor in the marketplace seems seems odd yep. and yet the way you impact it's like seems beautiful yeah let's, let's do it kind of let's, make sense let's do more of it yeah uh and and then this this other concept of just a disciple making business <laughs> you know i mean i, I hear about disciple making churches yeah and disciple making parachurch organizations yeah and of course make disciples is exactly what jesus said to do we've turned that into evangelism yep it's not the same thing at all it, or, it's a part the, of it or the four-step Disciple yeah, making yeah. Program. It comes after something. Yeah. So when you think about a disciple-making business, you know, most of us are going to think about a product-making business or a right. profit-making business right. or you know, an innovation-making business. But but you say
1: a, a, a disciple-making business. Yeah. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah. So um, I mean, in a whole other podcast, we could talk about. You know, I've got these these sort of six things. I think think make a disciple. Well, let's make, make a, a, a commitment to do it. Let's. Yeah. Do another one. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll reference that. But you know, the first two in that that they love Jesus and Jesus knows them. Mm-hmm. And the second one is they love people, right? And uh, if if you're running a business and you don't love people and you don't love the people that are in your business, then uh, it's very hard for you to be Jesus to those people. Yeah. Well, and and uh, woe to and, those people that work for you. Right, I mean, right. right. And uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing like a Christian with a sore tooth. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and. And so, yeah, so so those two things are really fundamental. And and so that stems out of an individual's relationship with Jesus. So there's got to be someone or at least a group of people that are committed to that journey. Mm -hmm. They're listening to God. They're following God. They're getting prophetic word for their business, they you know, they're hearing the purposes of God, whatever it might be, if that's a if that's language I'm allowed to use on a Presbyterian podcast, mate, but I don't know. Uh, Good <laughs> day. Yeah, I don't think we call this Presbyterianism as mission. No. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help but drop that one in. So, you know, so those two things, they, they love Jesus, but they also know that Jesus knows them, mm-hmm. right? Because Jesus says, away from me, I never knew you, not you never knew me. Yeah. There's, there's this fundamental journey of, of connecting with God. And then you go to, I think it's Matthew it's Matthew 22 or 23, where, you know, where Jesus sums up the law and the prophets. is says, mm-hmm. you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So there is an element of us loving God. Yep. But the second piece is, is loving others. Well, and John picks that up
0: in, in his epistles, right? If you say you love God, but you're not loving your neighbor, you're fooling you're, yourself you're, yeah you're yeah. a
1: liar yeah and and that's the again we're back to that which whole is concept. a lot of what jesus picked on the religious people Absolutely. Of the day. it was all about the ritual and the status not about the relationship yeah. and so so there's there's a there's a there's that sort of stuff going on in the key people in the business now it doesn't have to be the owner it doesn't even have to be the ceo obviously that helps but it could be someone who recognises that they have a role to conv- to turn that business into a disciple-making Well, how revolutionising would it be? It seems
0: like that certainly the, the owner or the CEO should have. It would be easier. Let me put it that way. It'd be easier if they had a buy-in to that purpose. Correct. You know, and if the leadership
1: team could unite around that. Correct. But that's a little bit idealistic. Correct. It's not unreal. Well, uh, I mean, even if they are believers, I find you know there's so much. We talk about yoking of believers. There's so much unyoking going on, even yeah. with Christians in business, because because there's just different focuses. There's oh different, well, for sure. Different areas. Not not necessarily bad stuff going on. But it's I was just... thinking
0: particularly about guys like Daniel and Joseph, right? Who yeah. were never in charge.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were they're high they
0: up. Had incredible influence. But but they were disciple makers. Yeah, yeah, and they won converts to Jehovah. Yep. So yep. again, it's a, it, I think it's a beautiful the, example. Well, yeah. yeah, One of the fallacies of, that, that haunts and sort of circles around the business's mission community is you have to be the
1: owner, founder, entrepreneur to make it work, well, and you and, don't. And, and, and that there's also got to be another believer in the room for disciple making to take place. And so, you know, that was something, a journey I learned very early, and I credit that to, I, I believe it was Ed Silvoso at the time, when he wrote his book uh, "Anointed for Business," mm. and and he came out to Australia and spoke at our church a number of times back in the day, and but he talked about this kind of this what do you call it like a a journey, mm-hmm. like a, a continuum. A, a continuum. Thank you, of of disciple making. Yeah, and and he said somewhere along that journey, it's different for everyone. There's a point where yes, people make a decision and salvation takes place, right? That they say yes, I believe in Jesus, but. A lot, of, a lot of the time, we actually don't know where that journey is, except that we've created a prayer that is the thing we now say, that's the tick box for yeah, when it happens. Little... And now we can start discipling someone.
0: Well, it, it's interesting you would say that. In the first book I wrote, Business Mission, I, I have a whole section in there on, on that concept of a continuum that begins
1: with a, the discipleship begins with the pre-Christian. Well, it just it begins with that first connection yeah right yeah. and so and that could be you just sowing a seed that you never see that person again well the goal is and to take someone those... else' waters and 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 reaps
0: yeah the, the goal is to take those that you meet and and help move them along that journey and Correct. some people you meet have never even heard of Jesus yeah right you go to a place like Kyrgyzstan and, and people I mean they I, have no I actually idea. prefer
1: I prefer those ones to the ones who have and uh, yeah. have a lot of preconceived ideas uh, which is more the Western mindset, It right? is, for sure, because uh, they've got the religious history to go with it. Cor- correct, and rightfully, they are bitter about it.
0: But if you, th- if you define it as moving people along the continuum, as you just did, yep. then really, the concept of making disciples in, a, in your business is just moving people along from where they are
1: yes. to the next place the God next is place taking their life. Which is funny, we kind of correlate to the sales journey, right? A sales journey isn't about just converting a sale, it's actually moving you know, the client from a, pro- from a suspect to a prospect is, is taking them along that next journey. It really is about those next steps. And that comes from listening. That comes from being, obviously, first of all, us being connected with God and being able to hear what he's saying in their lives. But I think, you know, a, a disciple making business per se. So that's now going to be, OK, the business is probably on a mission of some sort. You know, it's probably run or at least influenced by Christian beliefs or biblical beliefs, I shouldn't separate those two out, should I? <laughs> and uh, and and so you know you're going to see some values that reflect some biblical values. You might even see God mentioned in their, in their mission statement, like Chick Fil A, for example. Yeah. Um, that's a good example. And, and some of the clients I work with uh, work with a company called A. American here. They have God in their statement as well. They're very serious about it. And so they even to the extent that their leadership are, are predominantly believers. They don't. It's not a prerequisite to work there, but it's but the leadership yeah. they, they are. And they, and they are on a journey together. They're on a mission together to, to, to do something great, you know. And, and so, so there probably is a like a biblical purpose behind what's going on there. I would suggest that if you're a Christian in a business that has an anti-biblical purpose, you're probably in the wrong business. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that you're not called to be there, right? Because people have been called to some pretty crazy spots. Yeah, go back to Daniel and... and... Right, Joseph so, so it's places they did not want to
0: be, and yet God wanted them to
1: be. Yeah. So for me, it's like getting away from this term Christian business, like Christian music, Christian books, Christian everything. There is no such thing, right? Because it's there are Christians in those places. But I have a fish on my sunglasses. What does that mean? That means those sunglasses don't work very well. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. That means that um, you like fishing, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, but. Yeah, so, so I think there's some of that going on. Like there's probably a purpose in terms of a disciple making business, right? And so, but that obviously, everything in a business stems from people. Yeah, well, that's
0: it. And, and God's entrusted with people. We're called to make disciples. Why would that end at the office or boardroom door? Yeah. And and it doesn't require God in your mission statement. It just requires an intentionality. And I would argue maybe a certain level of discipline. Yep. To to look at people a certain way and yep. to pray for them, think about them. So let's stop there and we'll come back. And I want to have another conversation with you about you. You talked about the six steps of disciple making.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. not you didn't. I've already you, given you a sneak peek in uh, the first two. I know, and the it's, first two are the i like the most challenging. You know, Love <laughs> Jesus and be known by Him. But yeah, but it it,
0: it it's not like a program. And, it, and that's oh so no. When I say that the six you've steps, hung around
1: me long enough to know programs uh, not, aren't my bag. Not a program. <laughs> So thanks, Jonathan. It's a pleasure, man. It's we'll fun. pick this up on the next episode. All right, cool.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.